Good evening, and welcome to the Midnight Theatre on the Air. If you feel a strange, cold breeze crawling up your spine, please refrain from standing from your seat. You are now entering a realm that lies far beyond the limits of reality. We are dimming the lights as we begin tonight's production. The stage is set, a living room with an unnatural darkness invading every crevice of our theatre. The walls appear to dissipate into the dark and become synonymous with this prison cell in which you are about to become well acquainted with. We find only the sparsest of furniture inhabiting the space. Two armchairs divided apart by a singular table facing one another. A bag of coins sitting just underneath. A muted lamp radiating a soft glow. And a sharp, angular window. Beyond that window is the sound of a heavy rainfall and a visible glimpse into nothingness. We would like to now introduce you to our two main characters, Norman and Tristan. Two sophisticated and well-dressed gentlemen, as if from another era. Observe Tristan, sitting in the first armchair, clutching a coin in his hand with eyes that glaze out through a contemplative lens and a cold, calculated demeanor. Across from him, Norman stands facing the window behind the second armchair, with an epiphical look smeared across his face. Without further ado, we now begin tonight's production of The Art of Suspense. We must do something. It's been far too long since we've done something. I don't know how much more of it I can bear. There's something going on out there. I know it. Something is going on out there, and there's not a sliver of doubt in my mind about it. We're missing it. Most definitely there is something happening out there, and we are missing it. We must escape. I hate this room. It's dark, depressing, damp. I feel as though the walls are closing in on me with every passing day. Inch by inch, until our bones batter and clatter within the vessel of our skin, and we are no more. It's the smell. Have you ever noticed it? I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's overwhelming. Almost like a slowly rotting corpse. I feel as if I've been infected by it. Like it's somehow in being, been ingrained into the cells of my body and it's contaminated the blood streaming through my veins. It's slowly devouring me from the inside. I know it is. It's only a matter of time. Let's play a game. What game? A game that will distract the both of us. Why? To keep the walls from closing in. But the master could walk in at any moment. The master won't notice. Are you sure? I'd never lie to you. This is how the game will work. We'll each flip a coin. I'll start, and then you'll go. And then I'll go again, and the same pattern will repeat itself. I take out one, I flip it, and if it lands on heads, then I keep it. Then you take one out, you flip it, and if it lands on heads, then you keep it. And if it lands on tails for either one of us, the other player takes it. We'll start with my turn, then it will be your turn, and the same rules will apply, except they will be flipped. That sounds perfectly understandable. Norman, 
There is one more rule to this game that I am going to elucidate for you, and this is the most important one of all. You mustn't ask any questions. We will go about our business, and as it stands, without any distractions that will inhibit our ability to complete the task at hand. Before we can begin, you must acknowledge your understanding of this rule and give your full accordance to the matter. Do you agree to these terms? I agree. Well then, let's begin. Heads. Tails. Heads. It's strange. I feel as if there's something no familiar about distractions. It. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Tristan, I understand that I've agreed to terms of our business here, but would it be... I have something pressing on my mind that I would like to share with you, if you don't mind. Oh, not at all, my boy. You may share what's on your mind while I flip my coin. Okay. How long has it been? I beg your pardon, Norman? I mean, we've been down here for what feels like a long time. Norman, we mustn't concern ourselves with time. You're not concerned? Oh, that's another one. <laughs> it's only understandable, of course, dear boy. The master didn't leave us a clock. Look out that window. It is clearly nightfall. This must mean we've been here from, what, the afternoon going on into the evening? Say you had to guess. I don't. Heads. Tails. I don't like this game. Let's keep playing. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Tails. Tristan. Yes. Norman. I have something else that I would like to express with you. Go ahead, Norman. How... How do we know it's nightfall? <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, Norman. Well, we know there is darkness seeping in through the window. That is for certain, but... How are you sure that this darkness is from the night? Well, there is, there is no such thing as what you are referring to. Darkness is born out of the night once the sun disappears from the sky, of course. Look out that window. There is no sunlight out. Therefore, it is night. But there aren't any stars that can be seen, or any night creatures such as owls or crickets that can be heard. No street lamps, pavements, moonlight. Not even the sound of the wind slicing through the air. There is no familiar sound or illumination of any kind coming in through that window. Nothing besides that unbearable rain. I can't even remember the rain ever beginning or ending. How can we be certain that what is seeping through that window is anything that lies within our own perception? That could it be possible Norman, that... I granted you permission to ask me one more question. 
You've now broken that agreement by asking me a second question, because your initial question couldn't stand on its own, and so it needed to be coddled by an equally foolish and unintelligent question. I was polite and allowed you to ask anyway, but you have now made me the fool by managing to top yourself with your own incompetence with the erroneous asking of the third and nearly completed fourth question, consequently distracting us from the game. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Tristan. Yes, Norman. You... You look very nice today. <laughs> Flattery won't win you any points now, will it? Tristan, I would like to ask another question. Oh, would you now? See, that's very interesting, Norman, because as a matter of fact, I have a question that I would like to ask you. Have you ever heard the saying, empty vessels make the most noise? No, no I, I don't believe I have. Hmm. Well, you see, it's a rather old proverb that stems far back in time. There are many who believe that this saying came from the great philosopher Plato. However, there are some who believe the proverb to have originated from the Spanish, while there are others who profess to believe that this ancient saying is descended from the Jamaicans. Now, no one knows for sure, but either way... How did we get here? What? I mean, how did we get here, to this point? Well, what makes you ask such a question? I can't remember. I don't remember this part of the game at all. Norman, you sound foolish. You should empty your head of such thoughts. Where are we? I would stop if I were you. It's all very peculiar, don't you think? That the master would keep us inside this room with no doors or any foreseeable way of escape. And neither of us can remember where we came from or how long we've been down Norman. here. Norman. All we have is this dusty table and these dusty chairs along with this dusty coins and this giant dusty window. The game. But we had to come from somewhere. Don't. But why coins? Why here? Why now? When is now? There has to be a reason. He must be telling us... Shut it! You lifeless, filthy piece of slime! I will not allow you to threaten our safety and comfort with your manipulations and insensuous investigations! Do you hear me? Let's keep playing. <laughs> you know, all this nonsense isn't helping to distract us. Please. Have a seat, Norman. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. I have to ask. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. My arm bends back. Tails. Heads. Tails. Heads. Be sure to save some for the cat. Heads. Tails. Heads. Tails. 
Heads. Tails. One day is today. Tails. Heads. She digs another grave. Heads. Tails. She wouldn't break the veil. Tails. Or is that her secret? Max is singing in the TV. Heads. Where is the mailman? The cat is drowning in lead. The snail bit me again. I wear bread. It's getting stale. They seem to be underfed. Tick-tock. She'll be knocking down my neck with a rock. Be warned, my congregation, the devil bites the nail! Darkened doors are bridging the dead. You've got mail. Tick-tock. The owls are wailing. He's underneath my bed. It's dark inside the whale. Where is my medicine? Tick-tock. How about the atrium instead? It's coming! It's coming! The hell! One stop left. The sky is red! When will she prevail? In the end. Tick-tock. Take a breath. And exhale. Time is misled. I have failed. Tick-tock. Bring down the topsail! Full steam ahead! He's here, Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Tick-tock? Tick-tock. 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 Tickety-tickety-tickety-tock. Tick-tock. 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 What was that? The end. He's trapped, isn't he? Indeed we are, my friend. We must do something. There has to be something outside. Outside. The Master needs us. He's outside and he needs us. We need to do something. It's been too long since we've done something, and I don't think we could just sit around any longer. I know there is something going on out there. Something is going on out there, and there's not a sliver of doubt in my mind about it. Most definitely, there is something happening out there, and we're missing it. We must escape. Escape. The final nail in the coffin of suspense. One last act of defiance spoken by Norman, one of two characters forever trapped within the never-ending walls of their own self-imprisonment with no foreseeable exit. A dominion in which time is obsolete and superstition reigns sovereign. With nothing to do but play the game, and wait for a phantom master to break their shackles. But as Norman will soon realize, this idea is a fantasy. And like most fantasies, it is a barren wasteland with nothing to cling on to, except that of hope. It is often said that hope is a fragile existence that carries the heaviest of burdens. Well, we at the Midnight Theatre would like to challenge that belief. Although we live in fragile times, hope remains the strongest defense we have as long as we allow it to be. 
The prisons in which we lock ourselves in hide the keys to our salvation. The exit lies hidden somewhere in the darkness and shadows, illuminated only by the warm glow of hope. As we close the curtain on tonight's performance, we'd like to leave you with these final thoughts. Escape is possible, and the cycle of fear and oppression we live in is finite. This has been the Midnight Theater on the Air. Thank you, and good night.